The Xbox Drive is powered by the You, Me, and Capri Patreon. We want to say thank you to some people, starting with our Diamond Executive Producer, Slimer Snarf. And then to our Gold Level Patrons like James Johnson, Ryan Turford, Egg Shen, Nasty Boots and Tammy, Joel Brooks, and Jonathan Brown. Thank you everyone for all of your support. Hey everyone, it's me, Sean Capri. I'm in my car and you're listening to the most horsepowerful podcast on the internet. It's the Xbox Drive. I'm on a Skype call with my friend Ryan Turford, the man on the moose, and Jeff Keeley is kicking off the summer with some hotness with the Summer Games Fest and a bunch of other stuff that we're going to talk about. So why don't we jump right on in to the Xbox Drive. A ball! <laughs> Hello, Sean Capri. Ryan Turford, my friend, is a man on the moose. I don't remember where it started, but we'll start this podcast with a song. Do do do. I'm just shaking my head at you on the other side of the phone. Like, where you is never this know going? where we're going to go right now. You never what, even what are, know, man. What are people mm-hmm. even listening to right now? I mean, the fu- the best part about this, be- right before we, we started recording, you're like, oh, I have nothing funny to say in the intro, yet you still manage to make me break a smile while Nailed you're doing it. the intro, Sean. So Nailed it's it. okay. It all, it all worked out okay. I hope you're doing well, my friend. I'm doing great. It's a sunny day. I'm going to go out for a little bit of a drive. It's important for me to, to actually experience the world, and I do so by driving around you know, for the podcast, man. This, we've got to keep the whole like Xbox Drive thing up. I could just stay in my basement in the same room I've been working in all day, but no, no. I'm thirsty. I'd like to go get a drink. I just want to make sure the world is still out there. So, uh, And I just love chatting with you while I drive around, man. It's good stuff. Well, that's awesome. I mean, for me, I don't get to the, the privilege of driving. I mean, you could call it the Xbox subway, but that's like less, less that'd exciting, really, I guess. That'd be really hard. Because I had to ride the subway yesterday for the very first time in like two months. And I mean, it, it was a thing. It was exciting. Well, Ryan, as everybody knows, I drive the car. You drive the show, my friend, and you keep us on track and I wouldn't have anybody else to do it. Thanks. Well, anyways. Even though that dreaded one year anniversary is <laughs> Hey, not, <laughs> we're still a couple of months away, Sean. You're Give still it good. I'm totally kidding, man. <laughs> so let's let's keep things on track. Segway by grabbing our our eight tracks and popping them in because it's time for the playlist. Sean, we got a whole bunch of games to talk about this week because we surprisingly both of us played a lot of different games, but we're going to limit it to three games each. Okay, and, and that's kind of how it goes. And the one I wanted to start with for you is actually a game that I've been kind of hammering home for years for people to play basically since it came out in 2015 tell me about your experience with the assassin's creed syndicate Sean. Ooh, okay so you guys know my journey with assassin's creed i love odyssey i loved origins a lot and it seems like everybody is playing an ac game either animal crossing or a lot of people jumping into odyssey and origins right now with a big sale happening and i'm done with those games i've put all my hours into them i probably won't go back to them but um you and i have been chatting about syndicate and when we learned about valhalla and how uh like it's going to be this viking scenario and i i had made comment about why are people excited about settings and in the previous uh assassin's creed games now all of a sudden i find myself excited about the new assassin's creed setting so you're like you know what uh (laughs) victorian london is actually pretty dope in in syndicate and i'm like we'll see about that and ryan it's pretty dope it's pretty dope uh, it's really good it's really good it's um it definitely 
it feels in a lot of ways like three games back, right? Like they mm-hmm. they have they deserve all the credit in the world, um, Ubisoft, in terms of how they have evolved that series. And I could see kind of what you're saying in terms of um, the growth and where they really started to expand what Assassin's Creed could mean. It definitely feels different from really the only other game that I played was was one and, and a little bit of two. Um, so I have a huge gap. I haven't even played Black Flag, um, but I love. I love the music is one of the first things that like really jumps out at me is like when I'm in a, when I'm in a battle or a conflict, I think the music is beautiful. Like the classical music that they have playing throughout is incredible. And the game is actually gorgeous. What the, wait, year did you say this came out in 2015? 2015. Yeah. It's incredible looking. It's so sharp and not even as far as I know, um, enhanced for Xbox one X. So I love the, um, Jacob and Evie, I think they're wonderful uh, brother and sister duo. Um, and I love the way that when you gain experience and you unlock skills, they're separate. So I have Evie as my stealth character and Jacob as my, he's my, he's my run and gun kind of attack character. Um, but I wish that, you know, they had already, like, I, I kind of missed the, the combat of the newer games um, yeah. now having gone back. But dude, this game is really good. The writing and the acting is, uh, is so spot on. They're so witty and quick. And I'm enjoying um, meeting all the, the, the famous people. I actually, like, kind of recognize um, Alexander Graham Bell, which I thought he was Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I thought like did he move to Canada at some point? Like no. or was it, no, not even a little bit. I not even a little bit. <laughs> we we are so bad at history in Canada, but um maybe it's just because we share. I was gonna say we no one in Canada pays attention to Canadian history class. Let's just call it. I guess thing. not. I guess not. But yeah, I, I I climbed Big Ben and like just jumping around with my uh, my, I was gonna say, what do you think about the grappling hook? The grappling hook is the word I'm struggling with. Yes, oh, it's it's great, but I want to go faster. I want to be a little bit quicker with the yeah. grappling hook. But and you get dude, some skills and unlocks for that to make you go mm-hmm. move all that, make all that stuff go faster. Like I think Assassin's Creed Syndicate uh, is definitely like the 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 peak form of the original Assassin's Creed formula, which is why some of the combat and stuff is, is a little bit different. Like I, I love the combat more in the in the newer games after they did the overhaul in Origins. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the right it, stuff you talked about, the writing, the characters, all that stuff is totally on point. In fact, we talked about this a little bit before, but the team that the, in fact, most of the writers on Syndicate are the same writers that did Odyssey and a lot of the teams and uh, like the team leads and a lot of the, the people working on Syndicate were the ones who also did Odyssey. In fact, I met mm-hmm. most of them. Uh, like I got to interview them when back uh, when I was part of Game Moose. Um, they they would actually come to town quite frequently, so we actually got to talk to a lot of the members of that team. Uh, so I got to know them uh, a, a lot. So it was cool to see them transition from Syndicate to so to something like Odyssey and take the 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 writing that I love so much from that game and then bring it to uh, the new formula of assassin's creed and see what they mm-hmm. can do with that so um yeah it's it's so awesome to see here you're finally getting a chance to to check out this game and i know just a lot of people skipped it when it came out because unity was was that uh d- disheartening for a lot of people like a yeah. lot of people really just got scared away from assassin's creed and, and that was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back where syndicate came out the next year and just no one was really into it at all whereas can i, I was shouting from the rooftops over at, on game moose play Assassin's Creed Syndicate because it's awesome. Can I tell you that I think the title sucks. I think that's really what, like I think between Unity and Syndicate, it's like these things don't even like mean anything. Um, And I have to say too that I, 
I don't love like the current day stuff, which is why I think I like Origins and Odyssey so much because they focused on just like the past so mm-hmm. much. So that that's not really anything that really jumps out at me for sure. And then also I feel like Batman, if I can say that, like with the with the grappling hook where I'll if I need to get myself out of trouble, I can just like grapple up on out of there and, and disappear a little bit. It reminds me um of a set um Arkham Asylum and City, just get the hell out of there and hide up on those gargoyle towers. Yeah, especially when you're playing as Eevee, where just the stealth elements are actually really well done in that game, and mm-hmm. uh, you just you feel way more like Batman, I think, as Eevee than than as Jacob. Because Eevee Jacob is, is awesome; less, she's yeah. badass. She's actually probably one of my, I, in fact, she's my second favorite Assassin's Creed character behind Cassandra. Like, yeah, I love Eevee a lot, and as you play through the game and learn more of her, of her story, like I, I really love that element of it. But having both main characters, I I do really like that the option of, of switching between them and how they do feel really different from each other. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. All that stuff is really well done. But Sean, let's right. move on to your next game that I know you just checked out today. Yeah. That I know a lot of people are probably really curious about Halo 2 on PC. Tell Ooh. me about that. Halo 2. Can we just say that the anniversary edition, like what they do with these anniversary editions are like something really, really special and almost like once in a generation or ever like is there another game that they did like a, a hd remaster where you hit the tab button in this case on pc and it just like flips back to the original game like it doesn't skip a beat it goes like the music the sound effects the graphics everything changes over to the original game and then you tab back and see what a massive massive difference and this game plays great on pc just like reach and and halo combat evolved and what I love here, what they're doing on the on PC is they they started with Reach, and you start to as I as I played through the first two missions this morning, uh, everything looks great, it plays great, and it's the Halo that you love. And it's been a while since I touched Halo, Halo Two, anyways, um, which sounds gross, but we'll go with it. But what I love here is um, they're doing it in kind of chronological order, right? With Reach and then Halo Combat Evolved, and now with Two, there's a lot of references to Reach in these games, like both Combat Evolved and Two reference reach and having just played that in december i'm having just an amazing experience with the master chief collection on pc and i definitely encourage people to get it because it's on it's on game pass it's on steam of course but it's right uh, there it's ready to go it's it's awesome and i love how be how accurate i can be with a keyboard and mouse i I, that's how i kind of grew up gaming um playing half-life and unreal and games like and star siege uh tribes on pc back in the day um and so i feel at home and it just it's perfect. It's really, really great, man. I'm loving Halo 2. Dude, that's awesome. And I mean, the main thing is as long as it's not the port of the Windows Vista version of Halo 2, that's the Definitely main thing. not. As long as it's Definitely not. Definitely not. Yeah. And the way that it opens is just so heavy, man. Like, I think that the way that they're celebrating Master Chief and then stripping the Arbiter and, and the heresy that he's committed, and, and then they drop the bomb on this, on this giant ship he flies through space. It's like, this, I, I don't know... Like if I had, if there's another moment like this in gaming, that's just like it's so it's so well written, and there's so much intensity to it, and the way that the paths cross in Halo Two is is I think incredible. I think it upset people at the time, um, mm-hmm. but I'm excited to hear people get into it on PC and hear what people have to think about it. Very nice. Uh, also, quick question for you as well: since they're doing this canonical order thing, do you think they're going to do Halo Three ODST before they do Halo Four for PC? I do, actually. And I started to think about it today. I'm like, I wonder what their pace is on this. Can they line this up with uh, Infinite? Like, can they just basically, like, walk us through step by step all the way up to, to Infinite? Can they... I don't know. I don't know if that's too many. That's, I would say that they're off pace for that with the number of mm-hmm. games that they have left. But that would be a really great way to 
um, kind of celebrate and, and hype us up for the next Halo game on Xbox Series X. That would be pretty sweet. Also, I'm I'm super intrigued to, to finally hear when you get a chance to try ODST, what you think about that one, too, because that's uh, a game I know you totally missed out on, and it's mm-hmm. one of my favorite Halo games. So I'm super excited that a new audience is going to get a chance to experience that game as well, because I know it was a little bit underplayed on, on 360. So, um, yeah, it's awesome to see all these games on PC as well, because Halo 1 and 2 were on PC before. Um, so the audience had at least access to those, but the PC version specifically of two was really terrible before the Vista version specifically was, was really bad. Again, it was an exclusive to windows Vista and it was really poorly optimized. Good so God. it's awesome to see like a, 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 a perfect version of this game, uh, running on PC now, mm-hmm. uh, now that, uh, the audience fully gets a chance to try that out. But the last game I wanted to ask you about, and it's a game we heard about last week at the, the Xbox reveal, bright memory so this is an early access game on pc um and i think definitely getting a chance to jump into it your very first series x game right away we would i'd love to hear what you what you thought of playing this game on pc yeah man i think that there's going to be a lot of people jumping into this game thanks to its spotlight at the showcase that we talked about last week and it, it made a big splash graphically for sure and the the variety of game mechanics here too which i definitely experienced in my probably 45 minutes with it. It was a $12 kind of early access demo kind of thing um, on on Steam. And it seems to be... Here, get ready, Ryan. Buckle up. It's a, mish, it's a, it's a mix of... I think people have used the word... like Donnie Reese uh, referred to it as like Vanquish. Um, and there's a little bit of Tomb Raider in there. There's a little bit of Dark Souls in there. There's a bunch of stuff in this in this game. And you're, you're playing as Sheila, who is this um, kind of overly sexualized character, which is awkward, and I'll get to that in a moment. But the gameplay, I think, is rock solid. And I kept having to check myself and think, like, how is this possibly developed by one person? Um, the visuals are incredible. The, <laughs> the music is almost over the top, like, action, like, Asian action adventure or action game of just, like, okay. hard guitar, like, you're in an action sequence right now. But you whip out this, like, energy blade and you have your you have your shotgun which shoots as fast as you can pull the trigger and your kind of generic kind of assault rifle but you're going through and have and going through some of these really interesting um, enemies and it all kind of culminates to uh, in my time i played against two two bosses and these are like dark souls bosses ryan like these are these are you gotta you gotta dodge you have a, a pretty specific dodge mechanic where you have a you have a timing um, they, they swing an attack and you dodge out of the way, which I think is challenging in a first person. I think person we saw shooter. a little bit of that in like the trailer as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you can, you basically just unleash your entire arsenal. You have kind of like this force push. So, which kind of lifts everybody up into the air and you can slash them up with your energy sword and shoot them up with your, with your, uh, with your shotgun and do a ton of damage. Um, but it's, I don't know. I feel like there's not even a, but it's actually a ton of fun, <laughs> but, um, there, it does kind of have that like indie lack of polish, I guess is mm-hmm. one way to put it. Um, there's a little bit of Tomb Raider type of or Uncharted puzzles in there. You're, you're, you're tracking down um, some sort of artifact. And of course, like Tomb Raider, the, uh, the competing army is always just one step ahead of you. So you're meeting up with somebody who is, um, you've got some history with and, they, and they, they, you're trying to race towards um, this, this artifact that you're trying to find. But it definitely had um, a moment that kind of caught me off guard where I lit a bonfire and if you've ever played Dark Souls, you know that that font and that sound that comes up where it's like bonfire lit. It was like a blatant ripoff of that. But I got to say, I had a great time with it because as I was 
you know, pulling off these combos and, and using all these abilities that I had, um, the game was actively ranking how well I was doing. And I was earning experience while I did it. I got like S ranks and triple S ranks or B plus or whatever it was. And, and the way that I handled every kind of combat scenario, I got more experience points, which I then started to um, improve my abilities of. I could add a um, like a whip to it. I could, I could have increased damage reduction or I could reduce damage reduction, things like that. And I became stronger the better that I played it. So I was being rewarded all along the way. And um, But again, it was only about a 45-minute kind of demo. Um, and it's an early access on Steam. I thought it played really, really well. But I can almost imagine the reviews now where they go, Jack of all trades, kind of master of none, not really sure of its identity. But if you're into that sort of thing where every moment to moment was like totally different from the last... I thought it was cool, dude. I thought it was really, it was really cool. And again, made by one person in Unreal, it's like, holy cow, how is that even possible? Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm kind of psyched to play this game now. I'm, I'm, I, I kind of want to wait till the Series X version comes out. Um, that's, that's the reason I'm not jumping into the PC version now, especially since it is in early access. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of just wait for the full experience to be there uh, when I jump into this game. But from everything I've seen and from what, everything you told me, I'm really excited to try this game out because um, I do like games that really experiment with the formula where it's not just doing the same thing throughout the whole experience. It's trying to do a whole bunch of different stuff. Yeah, and it's and the experience is there for the gameplay. Don't go into this thinking like you're going to be blown away by the um, by the voice acting or the story. It's almost like like time crisis level of like, or, or it's more just an old school game, like a yeah. retro game. Cause re- a lot of retro games are like that as well. Mm-hmm. Like uh, playing booting up an old game on like the original Xbox or even going further back to like probably it, what you described more reminds me of like a super Nintendo game even, but just in 3d and you're, it looks fancier, I guess. It's an action game. Yeah. With, with everything added, there's, there's a little bit of platforming as well. There's one puzzle where I had to kind of jump around and figure out how to, how to platform from one, from one spot to the next and then pull the lever I needed to. So it's got a little bit of everything. And I thought it was pretty competent at all of them. But if you're, like I said, if you're, if you're going for um, like an uncharted or like really like this engrossing story, that is where you'll be disappointed for sure. Okay. Makes sense. All right, Sean, as for me, what about you, I played man? a couple games this week. <laughs> I mean, so, well, I got three games, so I'm going to jump through them probably the same amount of time. So first up, Telling Lies. It's an FMV game uh, that I played this week. This is from uh, the new game from Sam Barlow, who actually was the, the developer of Her Story. Mm-hmm. Um, he also was the writer on a couple Silent Hill games, including one of my personal favorite Silent Hill games, Silent Hill Shattered Memories, which was uh, a really great, uh, like, thir- uh, seventh generation Silent Hill game. Uh, this game... Very similar to her story, where basically you're a character in front of a computer. It's all FMVs. You ha- basically have a de- virtual desktop that you have to work with. And basically, you ha- the object of the game is to uh, watch all 170 videos that it has in the game. And you basically have to use the search engine to try and f- uh, search specific terms to basically find the videos. And mm-hmm. it can only show you five videos at a time. So you can't just put the... And then have it get, show you all the videos. It doesn't work that way. It right. only shows you five at a time. Um, and the way you figure out what words to search or what, what keywords to search um, is by watching the videos and paying attention to uh, the words that it gives you on screen. And then you can you can either use a mouse pointer while uh, the subtitles and the video are playing to highlight a word Hi and there, then Jack, instantly switch it. A large coffee with two Splenda and a large Diet Coke. <laughs> That's everything. Thank you. Yeah. So you can you can search it that way. 
Um, so you don't have to go in and out of the menu and use the keyboard to type everything. Um, or you can, you can just, uh, search just with generic terms. You could just come up with something. You'd be like, Oh, how many videos say the word like love or gun or something like mm. that? And it'll, and it'll pop up videos that way. Um, so it was a really interesting experience. Again, very similar to her, her story. It sounds like I'm basically just describing the same game where you're basically an investigator and you're trying to solve a mystery. So again, yeah. I'm not going to go too much into the details of the mystery. It's a really interesting, not very long experience. Uh, that you kind of just have to play for yourself. But uh, again, if you like games like Her Story or if you like FMV games, uh, I think you'll probably really like Telling Lies. It was actually a pretty uh, surprisingly good experience. And Did you say I it was a murder mystery? Really it. Was it like, Or was it just a mystery that you're trying to solve? It's a mystery that you're trying to solve, and I'm going to leave it at that. Oh. Because, uh, if I talk more about the specifics, again, it, it, it spoils some of the stuff at the beginning of the game that I actually found pretty interesting. So I don't want to... Uh, spoil too much about it but uh okay yeah, it, it was a lot of fun it was it, it again pretty cheap experience not yeah. very long and uh I, I liked it but i also like fmv games so you have to like fmv games to like this one it's also you can do a lot of fun things with the desktop too there's like the solitaire client client on the desktop and you can sit there and play solitaire yeah or they they do some imp- interesting stuff with the character you play as because you're um, the 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 Thank your you. character basically appears as a silhouette on the screen, um, uh, basically almost like a your own computer computer monitor, and that also is a an FMV that kind of plays in the background, and they do some interesting stuff with that, like the character has a cat, and the cat does some stuff in the environment, like it'll be in the background sometimes, or like it'll jump on your Thank lap, you. or do do some interesting stuff like that. Um, so yeah, they do some interesting and unique things with this game. So mm. yeah, it's a lot of yeah, fun. Be, it's funny because I I played her story on on PC, and so I only imagine this you know typing in these keywords with a keyboard. But uh, I didn't even think about how that would be impacted on a on a console experience. But yeah. that's kind of like you your your use... main mechanic. <laughs> if, if yeah, you, you basically have to use like the Xbox gamepad to do it. Um, you can Could you use your phone. Uh, I think you can u- using the the smart glass app. Yeah, we will always call it the smart glass app. That's for sure, dude. I mean, that's just how I think about it. But mm-hmm. yeah, you can use the app, I believe, to do that as well. But uh, one of the nice things about using the Xbox controller in particular is that um, obviously it'll auto, it can do autocorrect. Or if you start typing the like a really long word, it it obviously will have a suggestion at the top, which you can just select right away rather than typing the whole thing out. So, yeah, uh, it actually wasn't too bad uh, approaching it that way. Versus when I played her story and you had the full keyboard and stuff, um, it just it still felt it felt more natural to do it that way, but it wasn't a deal breaker. Gotcha. Okay. Sense. Right. Yeah, de- this Next. is on my radar for sure. I definitely want to check that out. Nice. Next up, Elder Scrolls Online. It's it's a game that's been <laughs> around for a while. Honestly, I haven't played Elder Scrolls Online in like a year, so it's been a really long time since I jumped into it. Like I jumped into it briefly for to do the MMO episode, but I didn't really sink like any significant time into it. It was basically just to see kind of what was new and, and talk about that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've actually made a ton of changes to the game. There's also an expansion coming out, which is the main reason why I'm actually revisiting it. I think that's out in a couple weeks. It's called Greymore. It basically is uh, a Skyrim-themed expansion, essentially. So uh, you, all the new content is kind of in, in Skyrim, uh, which hmm. is pretty cool. Um, so yeah, Elder Scrolls Online was a lot of fun. I actually got to play as the new Necromancer class, which is the class that was introduced in the last expansion, the Elsewhere expansion. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, I had some fun playing that game. Again, it's still not going to blow you away story-wise. It's also 
probably not as interesting as um, a traditional Elder Scrolls game. Um, especially the combat in particular is is definitely um, more MMO style, where you yeah. basically have like a hot bar of abilities, and you basically have to wait for things to come off cooldown, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Versus a traditional Elder Scrolls game, where you kind of just can use whatever abilities you want, and it's all in real time. Um, but it's it is definitely more fun than I remember it being. Well, I was going to, I was going to ask you because, you know, Pete Hines was uh, recently tweeting out like, just hold your horses. Uh, Elder Scrolls six is so far off. It's not even funny. Is this like when you mentioned that there's, there's Skyrim elements here, is this something that like Bethesda could potentially have people kind of like hold over for, for the, for the meantime, or maybe between this and probably a (laughs) Skyrim port onto series X. Like, is that, is that enough? Is that smart? I think that that was the idea when they first announced it back in, in uh, I think it was 2013 or 2014, after Skyrim came out. Um, because, again, we haven't seen an Elder Scrolls game besides Elder Scrolls Online since Skyrim. Yeah. And this game kind of is a good substitute for that because for all attempts and purposes other than the combat, the, the way the story and quest play out and the way the exploration plays out now um, after they've, do- they've made it so that all the levels are synced across the world... It pretty much just is an Elder Scrolls game with multiplayer. So there's so NPCs it, and everything, like all the things oh yeah. that Fallout 76 did wrong, like this game kind of gets right, it seems? Yeah, like there's NPCs, there's actually a main story quest you can follow, but all the side quests, just like in Elder Scrolls games, play out the same way as an Elder Scrolls game, where you, hmm. you walk up to someone random in town, and uh, they'll have something they want you to do, and you'll engage in like a dialogue tree with them and stuff. Like it's It's totally the same as it would be if it was a traditional Elder Scrolls game. Um, so all of the, the, it's all the stuff, like you said, you put it so eloquently, all the stuff that Fallout 76 didn't really do when it first launched, uh, Elder Scrolls Online has been doing pretty much really well ever since it launched, is that, it, uh, and it's been continually adding content with each new expansion. That's awesome. Um, it's funny because I've, I've actually never paired them up in my mind until just this moment, which is strange because we've always kind of looked at Fallout and Elder Scrolls, at least I have, as like the the yin and yang, kind of like very, like they're similar, but totally different ends of like that fantasy RPG kind of experience, one being post-apocalyptic and more, the other more uh, fantasy focused, of course. But um, yeah, it's like, why, <laughs> how the hell did they drop the ball so hard on Fallout 76 when they've got all this experience with uh, Elder Scrolls Online? It's, it's fascinating. Well, it's, it's two very different developers too, though, because I think the the team that does... Uh, Elder Scrolls Online is like very different from from uh, Bethesda Game Studios uh, in general, or even or what team did the, the seventy six? And I'm blanking on the, the, their name in particular. Yeah, um, and because uh, I think they, the people who did ESO specifically, w- had more of that MMO background. Um, so they basically just tried to take what what worked for Elder Scrolls and then stuck it into an MMO. Versus, yeah. I think the uh, development of Fallout seventy six was just very different. Where they, I think, the idea with Fallout 76 wasn't to really recreate a Fallout game in earnest. It was for the users to basically tell the Fallout experience themselves rather than Bethesda trying to tell you the story. Whereas Elder Scrolls Online from day one has been, we're trying to tell you an Elder Scrolls story in in an MMO setting. Yeah, one definitely sounds more purposeful and like, well, we're, we can't come up with a story, so you guys do it. Like, I, I don't want to call anybody lazy because obviously these games are incredibly hard to make, but like one approach seemed to be more more on point i'll put it that way yeah or it just might be it might have been well or more well thought out with the franchise in mind where the reason why you're jumping into one of these games isn't just to explore and make up your own narrative it is also that 
to to experience different side quests or or learn some of the story and lore from those and kind of have the de- developer feed you that information rather yeah. than you kind of making that up yourself. Um, and I think that's the big difference. So I'm excited for the new expansion. Nice. Um, it looks cool. So uh, I'll definitely be checking it out when it comes out. I think it comes to Xbox on June 6th. So uh, look out for that. Last one I'm going to get to uh, and fly through this one. Terminator Resistance. It's a oh game that God. exists. It's got Terminators <laughs> in it. I heard awful things about it last year i finally decided to give it a go though because i've played literally every terminator game that's ever been released Mm -hmm. and uh yeah it's not terrible it's definitely better than terminator (laughs) dawn of fate that's for sure or the terminator like nes and and snes games but it's also not great either it's got it's got its own shortcomings but what a uh, shame that 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 franchise is like that's video game made into a movie like how how do we not have an amazing terminator game at this point just yeah. give that license to somebody very capable, and that's it. That's all you need to I do. I will say, though, that after playing it, though, I feel like it is, it's is—it's made with love. And even though they didn't nail it this time, I think if they were given another shot, the, the team that made this, with another Terminator game, I actually think they could produce uh, something worthwhile. Mm. Because I think that um, the way they've developed it, like, it actually, it really feels like it fits into the universe. The way the story is set up, it's, it's actually a prequel to Terminator 1. Where basically oh, it takes what? place, it takes place in the future, but at a time before um, the the T eight hundreds become like infiltrator units before they get like the 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 human exoskeleton. Right, if that makes any sense. Like they're just like robots. Yeah. So it basically leads into uh, points into the first movie, and I actually really like that about this game, where it's not it's not trying to recreate one of the movies. Um, it's trying That's to awesome. tell a different story in the future timeline. So that I actually really like. It's oh. just I don't really love the stuff they do with the characters. Right. And the combat's not great. So I think that oh, with with some with another attempt at this type of uh, at this franchise, I actually think this team could do a really good Terminator game. So I hope I actually hope they do another one because mm-hmm. I would love to see what they do with it. It's kind of how I feel with Ilphonic, who did Friday the Thirteenth. Like even though that game didn't turn out very well, I would love to see them do another. Friday the 13th game. Friday the 14th. I think they could do it much better at the end. Yes, exactly. Uh, but <laughs> a month let's later. move on, Sean, because we actually have eaten up a lot of time. <laughs> right. we got to slam the brakes on this games, conversation. Man. Yeah, man. Yeah, I know. Uh, but there's one game I really want to talk about with you, and it's our first news story. Activision have announced Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 are coming to Xbox One on September 4th. Get hyped. If you pre-order the game, the warehouse demo will be available to you at a later date. Uh, before we tell our thoughts, let's let a couple friends into the car with us because they we got a couple questions. I love it. About Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. The first from Joel AAK Falcon. He asks, the biggest thing that on my mind is how amazing Tony Hawk 1 and 2 looked. I have so many memories with Tony Hawk 1 through 4. I also can't wait to see how much better this game looks running on the Series X, and then Seamus McIsaac at Famous Seamus asks, so how excited are you guys for Tony Hawk 1 and 2 Remastered? Also, if they don't include the secret characters from the original games, what secret characters would y'all like to see? If you could, and he would like to see either Master Chief or Crash being secret characters. The reason he brings up Crash, this game's being developed by Vicarious Visions, who actually did the Crash Bandicoot remakes. Right. the team has a good track Didn't record. Did they do the original? Weren't they around for the original Tony Hawk? So I can't remember. I feel like that's the no. That oh, was never soft. Never soft. That I was. I was actually as I drive, I'm pointing my finger down like the nail going through the eye. Like that's. I'm like, oh, that's the one. Got it. Okay. The, I'm with literally, you. the team that just makes Call of Duty maps now is is uh, the team Ooh. that uh, made Tony Hawk's. 
Pro Skater 1 and 2. But uh, yeah, how, Sean, how, how hyped are you for this oh game? Oh my god, man. This is like, and this kicked off the whole uh, Summer Game Fest with Jeff Keighley, and I'm like, one for one, man, you nailed it. This is, this is hitting nostalgia hype, and the, <laughs> this is a silly thing to get excited about, but they're like, all the music is back. And it's like, that's how it should be. It's not impossible to relicense music. And the things that make our connection with these games so strong is definitely the soundtrack. And I can't wait to, to dive back in. I am over the moon. It's perfect. The price is perfect. It's not a $60 game or $80 here. It was, what, what did you, what it's did you $59.99 Canadian. Perfect. It's $39.99 in the States. Right. I believe that's how that works. And I love that it's two games. Um, it wasn't, they're not like piecemealing this out. It's like get a whole bunch of content. Um, I definitely prefer the second one, but I'm really glad to be getting the first along with it. I think it mm-hmm. looks great as far as secret characters go. I want them to treat it kind of like Soul Calibur did where every system gets its own. And on Xbox, I want Phil Spencer to be in there. I want, Ooh, I want, that's a good one. I want a legit, and get get them all in there. All the get all the the exec, get Damon Baker in there. You know what I mean? All the people that we that we know and love um, from the Xbox team, get them on uh, as, as as secret hidden characters. I think that would be awesome. But does Phil wear the Battletoads shirt? Is that Definitely. That Ooh. Oh, that would be great, too. I mean, you could even look at the Killer Instinct roster for inspiration there. Like, get Marcus Phoenix up in there. Get Arbiter in there. Get a, get the Battletoads. Get Banjo and Kazooie. Get the oh, Bird and Bear. Yeah, that'd be really... I mean, now we're kind of doing the whole, like, um, Super Smash Brothers thing. But, um, yeah. Everyone man, is here. Everybody's here. In, in Tony Hawk... <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, reason. they did that with the skaters because all the skaters are back. So mm-hmm. in theory, that that phrase rings true. Everyone is here. Well, wasn't uh, like Bam also, Margera in it as well? Am I yeah. thinking? Yeah. Um, what, one thing, though, to touch on what you said before, it's not all the music that's back. It's most of the music. So fair. they actually said there are a couple tracks. That they, they couldn't work out licensing deals. But they said all the big ones that you would expect to be here will be here. Stuff like Gorilla Radio or Superman or uh, like... Ace of Spades, stuff like that. Like all of that it. stuff is going to be here. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I think most of the 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 songs that you'll really remember from one and two. I mean, they got Mill and Colin back. No cigar. That's a great song. Oh my god, so I I'm, love I'm it. excited to definitely jump into this one. And I I am glad that they have Vicarious Versions doing this because they did actually try this before. Because there's Tony Hawk's Pro Skater HD, which came out on 360, which was amalgamation an amalgamation like this of one, two, and three. But uh, the the team that did that it was it was no bueno. It was not a very good port of those games at all. And it and what they did was they didn't give you the games proper. They basically put port, took all of the the stuff from all three games and then crushed it into one game. Mm-hmm. But they didn't also give you all the stuff and like half the music wasn't there. So. I think there there's so much more love and care this time. Around. Do they have co-op in those games? Because that's the other thing that has me excited is couch co-op and online co-op where we can play together. I think that would be incredible, dude. I love playing side by side with a friend. So you could do co-op in the original games uh, and then the HD version, they surprisingly didn't do that. Right. That was so. my question was about the HD games. I, I remember I played um, Tony Hawk 2 on Dreamcast, dude. So I kind of want to like track down a controller. <laughs> the, well, actually, the, the definitive do- version of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2, if you ever wanted to jump back to that, that, that exists so far is actually the original Xbox version of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2X, which actually is kind of the same idea as this game, where it basically is Tony Hawk 1 and 2 in the same game nice. on, on original Xbox. Like that's probably <laughs> so this has the been best done before, is what yeah, you're saying. <laughs> exactly. But I think this time, I mean, it looks much prettier. It's in 4K. This is canon. Yeah. And and uh, Seamus, do you go back to your question for special characters? I, I would love to see all the special characters that from two return, but if they can't do that, 
yeah, I, I would. I'm on board with you, Sean. I think I would love to see like uh, system specific characters. Like Sony, they could do something Sony specific. But Microsoft, I would love to see like hey, uh, Master Chief or uh, Marcus Phoenix or uh, like any of the rare characters. I think would be super cool. Can I throw one more in, Ryan? Can I say of Marty course. McFly? I want Marty McFly from Back to the Future on there. Ooh. Give him a hoverboard. <laughs> That's awesome. That's actually a super good idea. That's my. I'm just gonna leave now. I think I'm retiring from podcasting. That's yeah, the best answer. To like that's it. Ever. Can't get any bigger than that. Sorry, guys. That's it. It's all downhill all right. from here. Before, before, because we're running out of time. So uh, the last thing I want to touch on real quick, uh, we got some E3 presentation news that uh, of delays. So the Ubisoft presentation is happening on July 12th at 3 p.m. Pacific time, and then the kind of funny games showcase is now the Gorilla Collective showcase, uh, which is basically an indie showcase. That's happening on June 6th, 1 p.m. So many game announcements. Get hyped. Uh, I'm excited for that. But, Sean, before we go, let's quickly uh, let the rest of our friends into the car. It's time for the carpool. We'll start with Jason C. at About. He asks, which one of the games shown last week during the Xbox Series X showcase piqued your interest the most, and why is it Chorus? I mean, I think we (laughs) talked about this a little bit on the Extra Mile, but just kind of reiterate, for me personally, the game I'm looking forward to the most is the medium, which we actually found out is a series X exclusive. It's actually not coming to Xbox one. So I'm really excited to see what that team's going to do with the series X tech. Cause apparently the game can't run on, on Xbox one. They said, hmm. so it is only coming to series X. Cause I, I guess the, the two worlds that you switch between are actually being fully rendered in real time at the same time, layered on top of each other. So it's basically running two versions of the game at the same time. If that makes it. Oh, sense. wow. Yeah. That's um, very the other complicated. one, of course, Scarlet Nexus, the other one from Bandai Namco. I'm, I'm super hyped for that. Uh, Sean, has your uh, choice changed since last week? Nope. Turok, give me second, second extinction. I want to fight all the dinosaurs and all of that with all my guns. I think that game looks absolutely awesome. Nice. Nice. Next up from nerd chef at basic EXP asks, do you think the strategy around the series X is winning gamers over Yes, absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. I think actually that's been Phil's uh, motif ever since he he joined the Xbox team as as the lead. Very much the just gamers come first. We need to do what what we got to make gamers happy. And it's all about the games. So I I definitely think that that's their mantra. This generation, it's not going to be about services or I mean, the services are there and there are reason to, to join Xbox, but the main focus is going to be the games and we'll see them in July. I think that hasn't really changed uh, since Phil took over. I mean, I, and- I would agree with you normally, but last night I was on the state of the Xbox empire over on PSVG land. Um, and, and Donnie brought up some, some, I think pretty valid points about why he's frustrated. I think with, with Xbox and, and what happened with last week's, um, with some of the the transparency, I think he that he was kind of calling out was not necessarily there in terms of like the messaging and what does it mean for Series X uh, optimized and now that the whole Assassin's Creed nonsense that is coming out about like is it thirty frames or is it sixty frames? And so I think that there were a couple of misses last week, and then today um, we will we'll quickly just kind of talk about the um, the Jeff Keighley the the um, summer game Unreal ha- Engine Five. Yeah. Unreal Engine was 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 shown on a PlayStation, not the most powerful system. Like, what What a miss. Uh, kind of almost like two weeks in a row. I think last week's showcase was was met with some middling reactions. I think we were on the positive side, but I've also heard on the negative side. And then what a missed opportunity for... This is the alignment that I keep screaming, screaming about that is so important. You need to be showing the next generation of, of 
what's possible on next gen and it's and they're talking about PlayStation my heart was breaking throughout the, that entire presentation they just and they Jeff Keel even brought up Xbox like so this is going to work on on Xbox 2 and they they almost didn't even want to say the word so that was incredibly frustrating as an Xbox fan because i think those those moments matter big time yeah whereas the if you actually read the unreal engine post uh which we actually have in the show notes they actually talk mostly positively about both consoles and right. how the uh, unreal engine 5 is coming to both consoles and and it, it doesn't feel like it favors Sony in any way, it just feels like, hey, the Unreal Engine is going to run great, and it's going to do all these stuff for your games on both these consoles. There was just so, a clear alignment with place, like even the button prompts. Yeah, were the triangles. video itself definitely felt that way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you. Which, yeah, it's definitely disheartening to, to hear, but um, I definitely think the team at Xbox, even though they, they there were some misses this week, I still think the 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 strategy I don't think has changed. Oh, of course, I still think that that uh, by the by the time July rolls around we're probably going to be pretty hyped for some of the games that they've got coming mm-hmm, up. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, before we go real quick, Edward Varnell at the retro code just asks, uh, basically, are we going to expect more similar experiences that we're getting on Xbox one right now, or are we going to get more uh, varied type of experiences uh, with our next console? Um, personally, I think that we're going to get see just more of the same type of games we're seeing now, but with uh, breaking limitations that they couldn't do before. Kind of like what we saw in the Unreal Engine 5 trailer, um, where they the, basically some of the stuff they showed off in that trailer of uh, like loading between sections and stuff, they couldn't, that would like break a current gen console. So I think we're going to see more stuff like that, at least until developers get their hands more on the hardware. And then one or two years into the life cycle, we're going to start to see games that are going to blow our socks off. Um, yeah, that's just how I feel about it so far. But that happens every console launch. That's what happened with Xbox One. That's what happened with Xbox 360. Um, and I'm expecting no different here. I'm really just excited to see what, like what the what the genre of choice is going to be for this next um, generation. You, you kind of saw what happened with like the Grand Theft Auto impact and how everything became kind of open world, and then battle royales and you know, even shooters were were the hotness for a little while. And it's hard to predict um, what's coming next. You know, with this even this past generation, we saw a lot of the 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 um, Destiny kind of like action uh, MMORPG kind of stuff. So it'd be interesting to see what genre kind of breaks out. I I disagree, but I can't point to a specific thing that is going to emerge all that i all i think is that there is going to be something that is as big as like a battle royale was this generation there's going to be something big that that takes over um i think that's we we should hope for those types of things those big landmark moments of um of new types of of games to be playing that excites a, a whole new generation of gamers yeah, and and my point was mostly just what I expect coming into the generation. Yeah, definitely, going into like, the first year. Into the generation, yeah. definitely, I think we'll see much more of that. Just like this generation, like stuff like Fortnite or Destiny, all that stuff wasn't launch mm-hmm. uh, launch time for the most part. That was all further down the line. But Sean, we got to go. So before we go, Sean Plugs, go. Follow me on Twitter at Sean Capri, Sean like Connery, Capri like the pants. And if you like the show, uh, you can throw a buck or two or ten over at patreon.com slash Capri. Very nice. As for me, you can find me on Twitter at Ryan Turford. That's T-U-R-F-O-R-D. And you find us on Twitter at the Xbox Drive. So for Sean Capri, I'm Ryan Turford. This has been episode 140 of the Xbox Drive. And we out. This podcast has been optimized for Series X, whatever that means.